on the block on demand. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me wanna shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They'll look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, usually on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Not today, though. Sorry, Utica. We've got the uh, Major League Baseball one-day playoffs airing out there. And if you want to uh, check in on that, uh, we are airing that over on the AM side of things, ESPN Radio AM 1200. Oh, baseball's here. It's October 1st, football Crank it up on the NFL and, of course, the uh, college football fronts with Syracuse. And we'll talk about it all here today. If you're listening on the radio, on the ESPN app, on Alexa. Yes, you can tell Alexa to listen to ESPN Syracuse. Just uh, search ESPN Syracuse on that Alexa app. Click Enable on the ESPN Syracuse skill. And off you go. Doing your thing, baby. Here's how you get in touch with the program today. 437-7644. That's the phone number. Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The text line is 288-0644. All great ways to fire off your hot takes today. And I'll tell you what. That's hot. Today's one of those days. I said, you know what? I don't want any guests. I just want a wide open forum. Uh, I've got a lot to say. I know you've probably got a lot to say about Syracuse's oh, so close. They lost, but it felt like a win against Clemson, where it goes from here. The rising expectations, not just in the short term, not just for 2018, but how Syracuse, as Dino Baber said himself, is now back on the map and just continues in the short term here to prove they're back on the map. They almost truly got back on the map by getting back into the AP Top 25 and the coaches poll. So we will discuss not only long-term but short-term Syracuse football out of Clemson. A full recap of Week 4 of the NFL with a good one to go tonight. Kansas City and Denver on Monday Night Football. Hot takes to come, our usual blind side. On a Monday, we mentioned uh, the one-game playoffs going on. So Milwaukee is a 3-1 lead on the Cubs, and that game's in the ninth. So basically how it works is winner takes the division, loser's the wild card. And then the Rockies and Dodgers are just getting underway. Same deal there. And if I have my math correct, the winners of each game will play each other, and then the losers of each game will play each other. But it took till that very last day for things to be settled here today. And then we'll get underway later this week. It's such a great time of the year. October is one of my favorite months of the year, period. Not only generally, because I just love pumpkin spice lattes and the fall foliage. It's baseball playoffs, and the NFL's kicking into high gear. Hockey starts this week, huh? Hockey, NBA right around the corner. It's just one of those excellent times of the year. In sports, So let's dive into all of it, and you're certainly welcome to join us throughout the program. I do want to start with uh, Syracuse and Clemson and what it represents and, you know, the game itself. Syracuse proved they belonged on that stage. Syracuse is proving that while they're not quite ready to consistently beat teams like Clemson, that they belong on the same field with them. I don't think anybody's saying, hey, let's schedule Bama next year, but, you know, what Syracuse did was erase a lot of doubts that last year, which I don't believe this, I'm just if somebody out there felt this way, what they did is erase this perception on Saturday that somehow last year, oh, I was a fluke, you got lucky, it was a carrier dome Friday night, you caught him sleeping, you knocked out the quarterback. No, I'm sorry, Syracuse 
belongs on that field with Clemson. Now, they play Clemson 10 times, not to steal a phrase from Herb Brooks. You know, Clemson probably wins nine of those. But they're proving that, actually, maybe it's probably seven, and that you're going to get a fight from Syracuse year in and year out, and the progress that Syracuse is making overall as a program, and they have to continue this. The trick is, as we will discuss, is you got to keep it up. When you're back on the map, you have to follow that map back to relevance. It's one thing to poke your head above water briefly and then go back under the surface, not to be seen again for years. You have to be consistently in the conversation. And there's a lot of good signs that they're doing that. And I understand that they knocked Trevor Lawrence out of this game. But Travis Etienne proved that Clemson has a number of elite players that can carry them. The Clemson defense, as expected, shut them down in the second half. It took that muff punt by Clemson for Syracuse to have good field position. Other than that, a lot of short possessions, a lot of offense off the field, the defense really wearing down. But through all that, through most of that conversation, Syracuse had what? They had the lead. They controlled the tempo. They had the lead, and they put a big scare into Clemson. But for Clemson to reach into its depths, to lean on a star player, to get some great plays, Chase Bryce made one throw on the final drive, and it was a hell of a throw. The defense stepped up when needed. There is no shame in losing a game like that to Clemson. If anything, here's something that you, I think, should feel. I don't want to tell you how to feel. I would never do that. But here's how I would feel if I was in your shoes. And this is going to sound weird, but that wouldn't be the first time I make a weird analogy on this show. If I'm you today, and this is after time to settle, emotions calm down, you know, those initial reactions after the game, sometimes, you, you know, you're, you're firing without thinking about it, even with a little bit of reflection. And as you'll hear, I'm going to play some clips from Dino Babers, who I thought had some very insightful things to say at his press conference today. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome, Coach. It is time to kind of take a step forward, but I would be happy to be disappointed. I'm going to say that again. I would be happy to be disappointed right now if I was you. And what I mean by that is you're disappointed that you lost to Clemson because you had them, because you ran with them, because you proved you belonged on the same field with them. Not the usual disappointment. Not the also familiar disappointment that we have felt about Syracuse football in recent years other than a couple of blips on the radar screen. Of, uh, well, football's football. When's basketball season start? No, it's not that disappointment. It's the disappointment of you had Clemson down and coach, why didn't you call timeout or why didn't you do this? Or we're having football discussions about disappointment. There's no moral victories here. There's none of that. But you really have to take a moment to say, man, it's two years in a row. They beat Clemson last year and then they go to Death Valley, knock the quarterback out again, and they held firm. You had Dabo Swinney after that game talking about how it was one of the great wins he's had as a head coach there. And I led my column with that yesterday. Hope a lot of you got to check that out. My game recaps come out every Sunday morning. Really appreciate everybody that takes the time to read those. That's what I led my column with. I said, I played a few, or, or, or printed, I should say, digitally printed, if you will, a few quotes from Dabo. And I said, okay, now read that again. He just said that about Syracuse. He didn't say that about Florida State or Alabama or a playoff game or an ACC championship game. He said that about Syracuse. He was relieved that they won. He was proud of his team that they had to reach down deep and find things he didn't know was there to beat Syracuse. That's big time. So that's where you should be happy to be disappointed. What you're disappointed in is you ran with that team and had a chance to win that game legit straight up. Not a fluke, not one of these things that, you know, a, a rocket... Haley's Comet that flies every 75 years. Now, you had a shot at that. The happiness comes from you're knocking on the door of the top 25. Dino Baber's prophecy is coming true in the sense of what? Be consistently good, not occasionally great. The consistency is starting to show there. Disappointment comes from, no, we had him. And we let him off the hook, right, as uh, the great Denny Green would say. Here's Dino Babers looking at one thing that I want to discuss here, but I want 
to give him the floor first and what he said. About it. And in the game with timeouts, that's one thing. That fourth and seven, I was 50-50 about calling a timeout right there. And the reason why it was 50-50 is because of, of the rookie quarterback. They've got a rookie quarterback that the quarterback coach and the co- offense coordinator would love to talk through this fourth and seven call. And I'm sitting here going, do I want to let them talk to this kid? It was a 50-50. And I said, no, I don't want, I get, that kid's got to do it on his own. I don't want a coach to tell him exactly what to do on this play before he gets there. Make him do it on his own. So besides that and the last school right before the touchdown because I thought there were so many plays in a row maybe to give the defense a break. So there's Dino Babers. Just quick interjection just to keep you updated. Milwaukee has beat the Chicago Cubs. That game is final. 3-1. to one. They're celebrating. They are NL Central champions. Both teams will still make the postseason. Uh, the Brewers, though, how about the Brew Crew? That means we get Bob Euchre in the postseason, which is fantastic. So the Brewers have won the National League Central. Uh, Rockies and Dodgers just underway. We'll keep you updated on those games as we go through the afternoon. All right. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. Dino had to call timeout. You had a football team that on the defensive side was gassed. I could see that. You could see that. We all could see that. He makes a strong point there. Do I want to give the freshman time to think and consider and read defenses and hear what smart coaches are telling him? I think the 50-50 there is got to take that chance because while Dino and this coaching staff and the training staff really – I had a great tweet from somebody who made a hell of a point today. They said, how come the Syracuse defense doesn't get cramps late in games like other teams seem to? And I said, that's a funny line, and it's, it's a strong point because Syracuse prides itself on being in shape because of the pace the offense goes at. The defense has to be ready to come in after a lot of short drives. And you know what? In the second half – Syracuse had a lot of short drives, three and outs, four, five-play drives. The one golden opportunity they had with the muff punt, and they took advantage of it and they scored. But you look at the second half, you look at a Clemson defense that clamped down, got the offense off the field, and kept the defense on the field as Travis Etienne just carved them up. In that last drive, now let's go back a minute here. So you had the fourth down play. A terrific call by Dino, the jump pass, and you know we can debate if Cody Conway was up the field too far or not. This RPO, you know, explosion we've seen in football has caused a lot more of these penalties to be called. You know, it's not one of those egregious calls. Like you can make that call where he was. So Syracuse gets another opportunity after that. There's six forty-eight to go, and they get the football, and they run three passes. And they only take 42 seconds off the clock, and Clemson gets the ball back. And what ensues is a 13-play, 94-yard drive. Twelve of those 13 plays, they ran the ball. The one pass was the brilliant play on fourth down, which turned into a fourth and six after a penalty. This was not about time management in terms of giving yourself enough clock to work with on the other side. When you get the ball back, though, you've got to think about that, and Dino is constantly playing that game. This was... Management. This was your team needed a breather. Your team needed to collect itself. Your team needed just an extra minute just to get its wind, to get its concentration in there for the coaches to look them in the eye and say they're running this play, which they ran the same play six times in a row before Syracuse adjusted. And look, let's give credit where it's due. Travis Etienne is a hell of a running back. You can know it's coming and not be able to stop it. I felt like at least one timeout had to be called there, and here's why. You were willing, and I know they're different situations, but you were willing to take two timeouts at the end of the first half when Clemson's just trying to run out the clock. And I liked that move, by the way. I liked, I'm going to take every second I got here and just send a message to Clemson that we're here to play. But why keep two timeouts in your back pocket when it mattered most? I think most people would have been, even if he didn't have them on the final offensive drive, because Dino said Saturday, not today, he said Saturday after the game, well, you would have been criticizing me had I used him and didn't have him on the offensive drive. Now, I can only speak for myself, but I wouldn't have criticized him for that. Because had you used one or both of your timeouts in the defensive set, I would have been fine with that. Because they were gassed. They were absolutely gassed. 
you needed to take a moment there. And I think this is where, you know, coaches get that kind of machismo thing going. We're tough. We can get through this. We've trained you to suck it up in these moments in the fourth quarter. But you got to be smart, too. So I don't want to spend all day on that. I'll, I'll say it. I'll move on. I wrote about it. I'll move on. Like Dino said today, he came in at his press conference and he said, I know you guys have a job to do, but we're moving on as a football team. And I thought he was smart how he said this. Let these young men put this thing to put it to bed so that we can move on to Pittsburgh. They're a fine football team. We haven't had a fantastic uh, record down there at their place, and we have a really, really big game that means a lot. The team is really moving on. We were in here yesterday. We reviewed the tape. There were fabulous things that happened on offense and defense and special teams, and there was things that we wish we had back. That's players, coaches, uh, all the way around the room. But if you talk about the effort and the uh, just the pride that they went down here and represented the community and the university and everybody, I can't be more prouder of these guys. I mean, it was really, really a big feat. And uh, that team is really good and it's really well coached. And we tried to make up the entire 24 points, but I guess we could only make up 21 or 22. I can't even remember the final score. I'm so numb. But uh, I'm really proud of the young men. By the way, thank you to Dino for respectfully asking that and not demanding it, saying if you don't follow these rules, I'll revoke your access like some other dopey coaches do out there. I'm looking at you, Mike Gundy. He said, hey, I'm just asking you this. As the week goes along here, we're, we're turning the page. I like that Dino... Gave us a warning there. Not a warning. That's that's not the right term. He just said, you know, just so you know, like the further the week we get here, we're not looking back here. So you're not going to get good answers to those questions. I appreciate the heads up. And it wasn't a demand. But it also shows you the mentality. Shows you like, come on, we can't spend all week reflecting on this. We had them. We let it go. But Pittsburgh's important. And that's just it, as we'll discuss in the next segment here. You are back on the map. You're knocking on the door of the top 25. Now you can't slip on a banana You're on hold, stay there, because I want to hear your thoughts on this team. Before we take a break, though, we have to talk to our good friend Lee Baldwin, get some diamonds and some dogs heading into this Monday here. And, and Lee, they didn't get the win, but uh, the Orange certainly had a diamond performance against Clemson on Saturday. Oh, unbelievable. That's a tough act to follow. What a great coach. Great coach and very exciting, isn't it? It really is, and it's they're relevant. You're still talking football. It's not, hey, when's basketball season? <laughs> it's like, no, this team is is fun to watch, but they're they're legit now. Like they are. I voted for them in in my uh, AP top twenty five. I think they're one of the twenty five best teams in the country right now, and it's all good. There's a couple of little things you can harp on, but you know, by all measures, this is this is pretty fun. We're still watching football. We're not watching Ninja, you know, a video gamer like uh, so. Uh, well, I never watch that anyway. So. I, I don't either. Yeah, I'm not. I, that's I don't get that. I'll never get that Fortnite. I just no. I just I'm too old for this stuff, Lee. Yeah, I, I'm missing it. But five hundred thousand a month is not bad. That's if you yeah. Get he, it. he gets an audience. I don't know if we can <laughs> cash in on that, but we should figure out a way to right. So speaking of that, our diamond today is NVIDIA, which is a visual computing company, was up by over 3% gotcha. to a new all-time high. So go Ninja, I guess. Yeah. Our dog of the day goes to Facebook. Uh, we experienced another major security leak. As it looks like the Russians might be looking for more images of sleeping kittens or puppies <laughs> or something. I, I don't know. So That's all I got. Have a great week. Thank you, Lee. Good to talk to you, buddy. That's uh, that's what they were looking for that whole time. They weren't meddling in the election. They were looking for cat memes. LeeBallwood.com. They've got offices in Kaz and Utica, and uh, they can lead the way to make that portfolio much better for you. You know what? i got time for a call before we take a break, because Tom and Fremont's hanging in there. He wants to talk a little SU football at 437-7644. So let's do that. Tom, you're on the block. What's up, buddy? X man. What's up? How are you, sir? Pretty good. The takeaway I got from that game was, for the first time in I don't know how long since McPherson left, we have a coach that plays the style of football that's conducive to the dome, fast. And how many how many games, how many times have we, you know, I mean, I'm going to name coaches three years, Pascaloni, Schaefer, even Marone. You're, you're, you're on, on the other team's 40 or you're at midfield, it's fourth and one, you punt. And, you, you know, you're up by three or down by three. It's crunch time in the game midway through the fourth quarter. And you kick the ball and rely on a suspect defense or an average defense and go out there and hold the fourth down. 
and usually it never happened. This guy, when he's got fourth and one on the 50, he goes playing the it. number three team in the country at third place, he goes for it. And he does it time and time again. When, when Syracuse takes the field, his goal is to put maximum, maximum stress and pressure on the other team. And you just got to love that style. You know I mean, what, Tom? It's not only a style. Dino will tell you that the percentages will tell you in those spots that you do go for it there. He's not only somebody who, you know, is smart about it. The numbers will, will bear that out, that on fourth and one and fourth and two and fourth and three in certain spots, you know, you do go for it there. And thanks for the call, buddy. There were some NFL fourth down calls we need to discuss coming up, right, Frank Reich? But Mike Vrabel made one in Tennessee, and look what happened. But what Tom was saying about fourth down calls applies to something much bigger, and I want to get into that in uh, the next segment. So stay right there. More SU football coming up. Let's hear from you at 437-7644. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me wanna shout. McCoy in the backfield, takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They'll look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, usually on ESPN Radio, Utica Rome. Not today, though. Sorry, Utica. We've got the uh, Major League Baseball one-day playoffs airing out there. And if you want to uh, check in on that, uh, we are airing that over on the AM side of things, ESPN Radio AM 1200. Oh, baseball's here. It's October 1st, football Crank it up on the NFL and, of course, the uh, college football fronts with Syracuse. And we'll talk about it all here today. If you're listening on the radio, on the ESPN app, on Alexa. Yes, you can tell Alexa to listen to ESPN Syracuse. Just uh, search ESPN Syracuse on that Alexa app. Click Enable on the ESPN Syracuse skill. And off you go. Doing your thing, baby. Here's how you get in touch with the program today. 437-7644. That's the phone number. Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The text line is 2880644. All great ways to fire off your hot takes today. And I'll tell you what. That's hot. Today's one of those days. I said, you know what? I don't want any guests. I just want a wide open forum. Uh, I've got a lot to say. I know you've probably got a lot to say about Syracuse's oh, so close. They lost, but it felt like a win against Clemson, where it goes from here. The rising expectations, not just in the short term, not just for 2018, but how Syracuse, as Dino Baber said himself, is now back on the map and just continues in the short term here to prove they're back on the map. They almost truly got back on the map by getting back into the AP Top 25 and the coaches poll. So we will discuss not only long-term but short-term Syracuse football out of Clemson. A full recap of Week 4 of the NFL with a good one to go tonight, Kansas City and Denver on Monday Night Football. Hot takes to come, our usual blindside. On a Monday, we mentioned uh, the one-game playoffs going on. So Milwaukee has a 3-1 lead on the Cubs, and that game's in the ninth. So basically how it works is winner takes the division, losers the wild card, and then the Rockies and Dodgers are just getting underway. Same deal there, and if I have my math correct, the winners of each game will play each other, and then the losers of each game will play each other. But it took till that very last day, for things to be settled here today. And then we'll get underway later this week. It's such a great time of the year. October is one of my favorite months of the year, period. Not only generally, because I just love pumpkin spice lattes and the fall foliage. It's 
baseball playoffs, and the NFL's kicking into high gear. Hockey starts this week, huh? Hockey, NBA right around the corner. It's just one of those excellent times of the year in sports. So let's dive into all of it, and you're certainly welcome to join us throughout the program. I do want to start with uh, Syracuse and Clemson and what it represents and, you know, the game itself. Syracuse proved they belonged on that stage. Syracuse is proving that while they're not quite ready to consistently beat teams like Clemson, that they belong on the same field with them. I don't think anybody's saying, hey, let's schedule Bama next year. But, you know, what Syracuse did was erase a lot of doubts that last year, which I don't believe this, I'm just if somebody out there felt this way, what they did is erase this perception on Saturday that somehow last year, I oh, was a fluke, you got lucky, it was a carrier dome Friday night, you caught him sleeping, you knocked out the quarterback. No, I'm sorry. Syracuse belongs on that field with Clemson. Now, they play Clemson 10 times, not to steal a phrase from Herb Brooks. You know, Clemson probably wins nine of those. But they're proving that, actually, maybe it's probably seven, and that you're going to get a fight from Syracuse year in and year out, and the progress that Syracuse is making overall as a program, and they have to continue this. The trick is, as we will discuss, you got to keep it up. When you're back on the map, you have to follow that map back to relevance. It's one thing to poke your head above water briefly and then go back under the surface, not to be seen again for years. You have to be consistently in the conversation. And there's a lot of good signs that they're doing that. And I understand that they knocked Trevor Lawrence out of this game. But Travis Etienne proved that Clemson has a number of elite players that can carry them. The Clemson defense, as expected, shut them down. In the second half, it took that muff punt by Clemson for Syracuse to have good field position. Other than that, a lot of short possessions, a lot of offense off the field, the defense really wearing down. But through all that, through most of that conversation, Syracuse had what? They had the lead. They controlled the tempo. They had the lead, and they put a big scare into Clemson. But for Clemson to reach into its depths, to lean on a star player, to get some great plays, Chase Bryce made one throw on the final drive, and it was a hell of a throw. The defense stepped up when needed. There is no shame in losing a game like that to Clemson. If anything, here's something that you, I think, should feel. I don't want to tell you how to feel. I would never do that, but here's how I would feel if I was in your shoes. And this is going to sound weird, but that wouldn't be the first time I make a weird analogy on this show. If I'm you today, And this is after time to settle, emotions calm down, you know, those initial reactions after the game. Sometimes, you you know, you're, you're firing without thinking about it, even with a little bit of reflection. And as you'll hear, I'm going to play some clips from Dino Babers, who I thought had some very insightful things to say at his press conference today. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome, Coach. It is time to kind of take a step forward, but... I would be happy to be disappointed. I'm going to say that again. I would be happy to be disappointed right now if I was you. And what I mean by that is you're disappointed that you lost to Clemson because you had them, because you ran with them, because you proved you belonged on the same field with them. Not the usual disappointment. Not the oh-so-familiar disappointment that we have felt about Syracuse football in recent years other than a couple blips on the radar screen of Uh, Well, football's football. When's basketball season start? No, it's not that disappointment. It's the disappointment of you had Clemson down, and coach, why didn't you call timeout, or why didn't you do this? Or We're having football discussions about disappointment. There's no moral victories here. There's none of that. But you really have to take a moment to say, man, it's two years in a row. They beat Clemson last year, and then they go to Death Valley knocked the quarterback out again, and they held firm. You had Dabo Swinney after that game talking about how it was one of the great wins he's had as a head coach there, and I led my column with that yesterday. Hope a lot of you got to check that out. My game recaps come out every Sunday morning. Really appreciate everybody that takes the time to read those. That's what I led my column with. I said, I played a few, or, or printed, I should say, digitally printed, if you will, a few quotes from Dabo, and I said, okay, now read that again. He just said that about Syracuse. He didn't say that about Florida State or Alabama or a playoff game or an ACC championship game. He said that about Syracuse. 
He was relieved that they won. He was proud of his team that they had to reach down deep and find things he didn't know was there to beat Syracuse. That's big time. So that's where you should be happy to be disappointed. What you're disappointed in is you ran with that team and had a chance to win that game legit straight up. Not a fluke, not one of these things that, you know, a, a rocket, Haley's Comet that flies every 75 years. No, you had a shot at that. The happiness comes from you're knocking on the door of the top 25. Dino Baber's prophecy is coming true in the sense of what? Be consistently good, not occasionally great. The consistency is starting to show there. Disappointment comes from, no, we had him. We let him off the hook, right, as uh, the great Denny Green would say. Here's Dino Babers looking at one thing that I want to discuss here, but I want to give him the floor first and what he said about it. In the game with timeouts, that's one thing. That fourth and seven, I was 50-50 about calling a timeout right there. And the reason why it was 50-50 is because of, of the rookie quarterback. They've got a rookie quarterback that the quarterback coach and the co- offense coordinator would love to talk through this fourth and seven call. And I'm sitting here going, do I want to let them talk to this kid? It was a 50-50. And I said, no, I don't want, I got, that kid's got to do it on his own. I don't want a coach to tell him exactly what to do on this play before he gets there. Make him do it on his own. So besides that and the last school right before the touchdown because I thought there were so many plays in a row maybe to give the defense a break. So there's Dino Babers. Just quick interjection just to keep you updated. Milwaukee has beat the Chicago Cubs. That game is final. 3-1. to one. They're celebrating. They are NL Central champions. Both teams will still make the postseason. Uh, the Brewers, though, how about the Brew Crew? That means we get Bob Euchre in the postseason, which is fantastic. So the Brewers have won the National League Central. Uh, Rockies and Dodgers just underway. We'll keep you updated on those games as we go through the afternoon. All right. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. Dino had to call timeout. You had a football team that on the defensive side was gassed. I could see that. You could see that. We all could see that. He makes a strong point there. Do I want to give the freshman time to think and consider and read defenses and hear what smart coaches are telling him? I think the 50-50 there is you got to take that chance because while Dino and this coaching staff and the training staff really – I had a great tweet from somebody who made a hell of a point today. They said, how come the Syracuse defense doesn't get cramps late in games like other teams seem to? And I said, that's a funny line, and it's, it's a strong point because Syracuse prides itself on being in shape because of the pace the offense goes at. The defense has to be ready to come in after a lot of short drives. And you know what? In the second half, Syracuse had a lot of short drives, three and outs four, five-play drives. The one golden opportunity they had with the muff punt, and they took advantage of it, and they scored. But you look at the second half, you look at a Clemson defense that clamped down, got the offense off the field, and kept the defense on the field as Travis Etienne just carved them up. In that last drive, now let's go back a minute here. So you had the fourth down play, a terrific call by Dino, the jump pass, and you know, we can debate if Cody Conway was up the field too far or not. This RPO, you know, explosion we've seen in football has caused a lot more of these penalties to be called. You know, it's not one of those egregious calls. Like, you can make that call where he was. So, Syracuse gets another opportunity after that. There's 6.48 to go, and they get the football, and they run three passes. And they only take 42 seconds off the clock. And Clemson gets the ball back. And what ensues is a 13-play, 94-yard drive. Twelve of those 13 plays, they ran the ball. The one pass was the brilliant play on fourth down, which turned into a fourth and six after a penalty. This was not about time management in terms of giving yourself enough clock to work with on the other side. When you get the ball back, though, you've got to think about that, and Dino is constantly playing that game. This was play management. This was your team needed a breather. Your team needed to collect itself. Your team needed just an extra minute just to get its wind, to get its concentration in there, for the coaches to look them in the eye and say they're running this play, which they ran the same play six times in a row before Syracuse adjusted. And look, let's give credit where it's due. Travis Etienne is a hell of a running back. You can know it's coming and not be able to stop it. I felt like at least one timeout had to be called there, and here's why. 
you were willing, and I know they're different situations, but you were willing to take two timeouts at the end of the first half when Clemson's just trying to run out the clock. And I liked that move, by the way. I liked, I'm going to take every second I got here and just send a message to Clemson that we're here to play. But why keep two timeouts in your back pocket when it mattered most? I think most people would have been, even if you didn't have them on the final offensive drive, because Dino said Saturday, not today, he said Saturday after the game, well, you would have been criticizing me had I used him and didn't have him on the offensive drive. Now, I can only speak for myself, but I wouldn't have criticized him for that. Because had you used one or both of your timeouts in the defensive set, I would have been fine with that because they were gassed. They were absolutely gassed. You needed to take a moment there. And I think this is where, you know, coaches get that kind of machismo thing going. We're tough. We can get through this. We've trained you to suck it up in these moments in the fourth quarter. But you got to be smart, too. So I don't want to spend all day on that. I'll, I'll say it. I'll move on. I wrote about it. I'll move on. Like Dino said today, he came in at his press conference and he said, I know you guys have a job to do, but we're moving on as a football team. And I thought he was smart how he said this. Let these young men put this thing to put it to bed so that we can move on to Pittsburgh. They're a fine football team. We haven't had a fantastic uh, record down there at their place, and we have a really, really big game that means a lot. The team is really moving on. We were in here yesterday. We reviewed the tape. There were fabulous things that happened on offense and defense and special teams, and there was things that we wish we had back. That's players, coaches, uh, all the way around the room. But if you talk about the effort and the uh, – just the pride that they went down here and represented the community and the university and everybody. I can't be more prouder of these guys. I mean, it was really, really a big feat. And uh, that team is really good. And it's really well coached. And we tried to make up the entire 24 points, but I guess we could only make up 21 or 22. I can't even remember the final score. I'm so numb. But uh, I'm really proud of the young men. By the way, thank you to Dino for respectfully asking that and not demanding it, saying if you don't follow these rules, I'll revoke your access like some other dopey coaches do out there. I'm looking at you, Mike Gundy. He said, hey, I'm just asking you this. As the week goes along here, we're, we're turning the page. I like that Dino gave us a warning there. Not a warning. That's, that's not the right term. He just said, you know, just so you know, like the further the week we get here, we're not looking back here, so you're not going to get good answers to those questions. I appreciate the heads up, and it wasn't a demand. But it also shows you the mentality. It shows you, like, come on, we can't spend all week reflecting on this. We had them, we let it go, but Pittsburgh's important. And that's just it, as we'll discuss in the next segment here. You are back on the map. You're knocking on the door of the top 25. Now you can't slip on a banana peel. You're on hold. Stay there, because I want to hear your thoughts on this team. Before we take a break, though, we have to talk to our good friend Lee Baldwin, get some diamonds and some dogs heading into this Monday here. And, and Lee, they didn't get the win, but uh, the Orange certainly had a diamond performance against Clemson on Saturday. Oh, unbelievable. That's a tough act to follow. What a great coach. Great coach and very exciting, isn't it? It really is. And it's they're relevant. You're still talking football. It's not, hey, when's basketball season? <laughs> it's like, no, this team is is fun to watch, but they're they're legit now. Like they are I voted for them in, in my uh, AP top twenty five. I think they're one of the twenty five best teams in the country right now and it's all good. There's a couple little things you can harp on, but you know, by all measures this is this is pretty fun. We're still watching football. We're not watching Ninja, you know, a video gamer like uh, so. Uh, well, I never watch that anyway. So. I, I don't either. Yeah, I'm not. I, that's I don't get that. I'll never get that Fortnite. I just no. I just I'm too old for this stuff, Lee. Yeah, I, I'm missing it. But five hundred thousand a month is not bad. That's if you yeah. Can get he, it. he gets an audience. I don't know if we can <laughs> cash in on that, but we should figure out a way to right. So speaking of that, our diamond today is NVIDIA, which is a visual computing company, was up by over 3% gotcha. to a new all-time high. So go Ninja, I guess. Yeah. Our dog of the day goes to Facebook, uh, experienced another major security leak, as it looks like the Russians might be looking for more images of sleeping kittens or puppies <laughs> or something. I, I don't know. So That's all I got. Have a great week. Thank you, Lee. Good to talk to you, buddy. That's uh, that's what they were looking for that whole time. They weren't meddling in the election. They were looking for cat memes. LeeBallwood.com. They've got offices in Kaz and Utica, and uh, they can lead the way to make that portfolio much better for you. 
You know what? I got time for a call before we take a break. Because Tom and Fremont's hanging in there. He wants to talk a little SU football at 437-7644. So let's do that. Tom, you're on the block. What's up, buddy? X-Man, what's up? How are you, sir? Pretty good. The takeaway I got from that game was, for the first time in I don't know how long since McPherson left, we have a coach that plays the style of football that's conducive to the dome, fast. And how many how many games, how many times have we, you know, I mean, I'm going to name coaches three years, Pascaloni, Schaefer, even Marum. You're, you're, you're on, on the other team's 40 or you're at midfield, it's fourth and one, you punt, and, you, you know, you're up by three or down by three, it's crunch time in the game midway through the fourth quarter, and you kick the ball and rely on a suspect defense or an average defense and go out there and hold the fourth down. And usually it never happened. This guy, when he's got fourth and one on the 50, he goes playing the it. number three team in the country at third place, he goes for it. And he does it time and time again. When, when Syracuse takes the field, his goal is to put maximum, maximum stress and pressure on the other team. And you just got to love that style. You know I mean, what, Tom? It's not only a style. Dino will tell you that the percentages will tell you in those spots that you do go for it there. He's not only somebody who you know is smart about it. The numbers will will bear that out. That on fourth and one, and fourth and two, and fourth and three in certain spots, you know, you do go for it there. And thanks for the call, buddy. There were some NFL fourth down calls we need to discuss coming up, right, Frank Reich? But Mike Vrabel made one in Tennessee, and look what happened. But what Tom was saying about fourth down calls applies to something much bigger, and I want to get into that in uh, the next segment. So stay right there. More SU football coming up. Let's hear from you at 437-7644. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. the voice man you're on the block i lied and told her i loved her she didn't care but anyway four three seven seventy six forty four brent axe media on twitter the text line is two eight eight zero six four four uh it's hard to top the greatest text i've ever got on this show frankly but uh we got that earlier from josh in rome who made the point about you know maybe we're too busy waiting for syracuse to be officially declared back and perhaps they are. And he laid out his case as to why, and I think he made a pretty darn good case there. From the text line as well, uh, in, the, in my eyes, the play that changed the game was the ineligible man downfield call, fourth and one, where Dungy completed the short loft pass to the tight end. That play being called back took all the momentum away from Syracuse and started a string of stagnant offense at the end of the game. Uh, I disagree it was a call that... They didn't have to make. It wasn't totally, completely egregious. I did absolutely take some momentum away, but here's where you're wrong. And the texter was unsigned here. Actually, he sent some texts before. Maybe I can see who it is. Uh, J- uh, it's Jake from East Syracuse. Jake, where you're wrong is it started a string of stagnant offense. Now, the offense was pretty stagnant the entire second half. Go look at the drive charts. Four plays, five plays. Dungy threw a pick. They had a golden opportunity on the muff punt and scored on that, but it's not like the offense was cruising and hit a brick wall at that point. So it didn't start a string of stagnant offense. The offense was already stagnant. That call, though, eh, I'm not going to argue too hard on it. I mean, it was downfield, but what's happening with the explosion of RPOs in football is you're seeing that called a lot more, and that's just refs don't know how to react to the stuff half the time. But it also means that, you know, in RPOs, the run-pass option, offensive linemen are tasked with basically you run block, and the quarterback makes a decision about what he wants to do. And if he makes a decision to make a pass and in the chaos of a quick play, they're running, blocking, and, you know, next thing you know, they're caught up the field two or three yards more than they should. So you're right in terms of the play. You're wrong in terms of the stagnant offense. It was pretty stagnant before that. Now, the game itself, the details of it, should Dino have called the timeouts and some of the things we discussed are all on the table, and you're certainly welcome to chime in on any of those things. But I thought Dino had a great press conference today. I thought he made some reasonable requests of the media. I thought that he laid out the short and the long-term philosophy of this program coming off the Clemson win. I thought he made the case 
well. I really do, in a lot of ways. So I would encourage you to go watch the whole press conference. Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. We only play clips here. I always say this and try to say this when I play sound bites. Go watch the whole thing. Get the context of it, right? Don't just take my sound bites as gospel. But here is just 42 seconds that I think speaks to a bigger thing here. Dino said this today. We work hard on our culture. And the thing that I really want to do is I really want to be consistent with these young men. I don't want to be wishy-washy. I don't want to be gray. If they do something wrong, they know what's going to happen. They do something right, they know what's going to happen. And I think that consistency is what's got to transfer over to the football field. Now, I believe this team has it. Okay? I believe they have it. I think they, I think they are. I don't want to say it yet because I don't want to jinx it. Okay? And I don't think they're occasional. But we have to prove it. And this is an opportunity right now to prove it. We've had a setback. It's our first one of the year. Now, what are we going to do now? That is a heck of a point right there. Consistency. What does he say all the time? Consistently good, not occasionally great. Culture's got to carry over on the football field. Instilling the confidence while doing the X's and O's and all the things you've got to build to make a consistent football program. But it is the belief that you go to Death Valley and you're going to win this football game. You know, we've kind of joked about the Stephen A. Smith speech to the team. It's and now time for no, How Long Can Brent no, Take a Take? I know when I say Stephen A. Smith, usually it's How Long Can I Take a Take, but not in this case. When did we get voice command on these buttons? I just... So anyway, Stephen A. Smith spoke to the team and it... No. No. no, no. Take that. No, it wasn't time for How Long Can I Take a Take. So anyway, that guy that's on ESPN talked to the team and joke all you want, they have followed that. The annihilation theme. Like, they go into these games believing it. The thing, though, is they now have the depth to follow that up. They have the talent to follow that up. And they have the evidence. Dino kind of hinted at it when I talked to him last week. We talked to Coach Babers every Thursday here on the block, and he kind of mentioned it last week. That the evidence is starting to be there. He's not, you know, demanding any trophies or looking past anything. And we played the clip earlier about we need to move on from this Clemson game. We cannot get hung in on this. But what I like about Dino is when he talks to us, remember, he's talking to you. It's a simple lesson that we forget a lot. But it's not just Dino talking to 10 guys in a room, and Gales for that matter, with cameras, microphones, and notepads. We are the conduit. We are the messenger. So the message that I just played there in any clip I could play is he's talking to you. He's talking to the public, saying, Here's the thing with culture. Here's the thing with big picture. He's always, and sometimes he's just asked about it, but he doesn't brush off those questions is what I appreciate. Dino gets it. Dino gets, there's a community that's not only starving for a winner, but they want to know process. They want to know how. They want to know why I should buy into this. That's something that a lot of coaches aren't willing to do. Okay, that's something that, and it's a different time and a different era that Paul Pasquale never quite understood. He just wanted to watch film and coach his football team. It's something that a lot of coaches just don't want to bother with. Why are you questioning me? Just let me coach my team and let me do my thing. Dino gets that he's got to let you in. He's not going to give away all his trade secrets, but he will say to you, here's what we're doing. And he said this as well today, and I want to play this clip. What did we get out of this game besides a loss? I hope the community, I hope the university saw a team that they can get behind. I hope they can see the vision that I was talking about and, and support this football team. I hope that we, that we are doing our part of putting something on the football field that they can be proud of, something that they can come and watch and cheer for. He's sending that message like, look, we got to hone in on Pittsburgh here. And that's off, uh, again, this is why playing clips can be a dangerous thing, right? You've got to mix it back and forth. But Dino also said this today about, listen, we've got to move on from this Clemson game. But he's also careful to take a step back and say, well, here's what I think we're doing. Here's what I hope we're doing. Now it's on you to kind of take that message and see how you'll respond to it as a fan. It's one thing to give big speeches and get people riled up and and hope the results are there. The results are starting to be there. Being competitive with Clemson, beating Florida State, Clemson last year, Virginia Tech. 
four and one start to the year. This team's on the brink of getting back into the top twenty-five, which emphasizes you better not slip on a banana peel and lose to Pittsburgh this week and have that all you know take a step backwards. You don't want this to be, you know, one step forward, two steps back kind of thing, right? So here's something else he said today about, and it was a message to the media in a way, but I think it was a message to other people like, we can't get hung up on what happened Saturday. Let these young men put this thing to, put it to bed so that we can move on to Pittsburgh. They're a fine football team. We haven't had a fantastic uh, record down there at their place, and we have a really, really big game that means a lot. The team is really moving on. We were in here yesterday. We reviewed the tape. There were fabulous things that happened on offense and defense and special teams, and there was things that we wish we had back. That's players, coaches, uh, all the way around the room. But if you talk about the effort and the uh, just the pride that they went down here and represented the community and the university and everybody, I can't be more prouder of these guys. I mean, it was really, really a big feat. And uh, that team is really good and it's really well coached and we tried to make up the entire 24 points but i guess we could only make up 21 or 22 i can't remember the final score i'm so numb but uh, i'm really proud of the young men it's dino babers today i think there was a lot of interesting things said at that press conference today mixing in big picture but short term there was kind of a short-term thing but also a big term thing right Let's put this behind us. Let's move on. Let's focus on Pittsburgh, recognizing how big this game is. It is a big game. Syracuse has not won in Pittsburgh since 2001. Pitt's coming off back-to-back losses. They just got smoked by Central Florida this past weekend. But, look, college football is weird. You cannot settle into narratives. You cannot settle into absolutes. Weird things happen. Things are going good for Syracuse, right? They just almost beat the, uh, you know, a top-five team. Clemson slipped in the poll a little bit, but that's certainly a top-five team, one of the better programs in college football. Syracuse had its best start since 1991, and all these things are going well. People are starting to believe, and they're starting to see, and you see the depth come through. You see the consistently good, not occasionally great coming through. You go to Pitt this weekend, it almost erases all of it. And I say the word almost because you got half a season to make up for it, but college football is weird. You're going to lose games you shouldn't lose. It doesn't follow the script, you think. Speaking of which, what is undeniably happening before our very eyes is the expectations are changing, right? Because I think if I had made a deal with you on August 31st, right before kickoff against Western Michigan, I said, look, I have climbed in my DeLorean. I have gone to the future. I have come back knowing the results of this team. Now, let's say I didn't tell you that. Let's say, like, listen, I've been there. I've seen it. I know what happens this year, but I'm going to make you a deal. Six and six in a bowl game. Do you take it? We'll discuss that next. Stay right there. Thank you. Bye-bye.